0: time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did, because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, they've got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. So here we go, John 17, and I'll start at verse 20. It says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one. Everybody say, all be one. one. I pray that they would all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory you gave me, So they may be one as we are one. 23 says, I am them and you are in me. I am in them and you're in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Everybody bow your heads as I pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would breathe on us this morning, that you would talk to us this morning. Every single student, every single leader. God, we just give you all of our attention We give you all of our focus and our aim, and we say we want to be more like Christ. So teach us how to through the word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, so if you're taking notes, I just wanted to title this this morning, Cadres, Better Together. Everybody say, Better Together. Come on, that wasn't everybody. Say, "Better Better Together. Turn to the person behind you and say, We're better together. Come on, tell them, turn to the person next to you and say, hey, we really are better together. Okay, so seriously, like whether you like them or whether they're cool or ugly or cute or whatever, just turn to the person on the other side of you and say, we really are better together. You're better with me. Tell them. Come on, tell them. You're better with me. Okay, and then this may be hard for you, but the, rest of the I want all of us to say this. I'm better with you. Come on. That wasn't everybody. Say it again. I'm better, with you. I'm better with you. You're better with me. We're better together. We're better together. And so, so this morning... And some of you were here whenever we initially launched, and some of you have heard me kind of talk about this passage of Scripture. It's one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. And I kind of have preached this even before and just kind of called it Jesus' prayer card. Like if, if you've ever filled out a prayer card before, and, and if Jesus had to fill out a prayer card even today, I think he would still write this, and it would be what we call his high priestly prayer in which he prays for all of his disciples. Then he prays for every single person that would ever become a believer. I mean, in one fell swoop, he prays for essentially every Christ follower in heaven and every Christ follower who will ever become a Christ follower in their natural lives here on planet earth. In just a couple sentences, he prays, I pray not only for those who are here, but for every single one who will ever Believe on me. And the big idea was that Jesus was asking God, make them one. Show them, the, show them the power. Show them the blessing of doing life together. Of not just kind of on the fringes like by themselves in some little weird circle or corner. But but show them how amazing. Show them how fun. Show them how powerful it is to do life. Not only just following you but with other people. And so he kind of makes this, this a big deal. He says, Father, make them one as you and I are one. So the same kind of level of fellowship and friendship that I have with you, Father, give them that same friendship with one another. How many of you are thankful for friendship in your lives? Come on. Yeah. So many of us, I mean, two hands here. I have amazing friends in my life. I've been blessed with amazing friends from junior high, high school, college, different seasons of life, but awesome friends. And just, gosh, life is just so much better whenever you do it, whenever we try to do it together. And so the big win, the big win as a youth pastor for me is that 10 years from now, you guys would not only be loving Jesus, that's the big one. But the but the other kind of big one is that you would still love the church, that you would love coming to church, that you would have friendships, that you would have people that you've kind of known and met even right here at DSM, Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, that you're still kind of... Somewhat, in some way, kind of connected to, and you say, "Gosh, we were in youth group together like ten years ago." I have those relationships in my life. Whenever I started going to this particular youth group, even in middle school, and it's like, man, I am so thankful for that friend who invited me to that youth group because I would not be where I am had they not. Had they just kind of been, you know, like too cool for school, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to say anything. I mean, whatever. Or they didn't go out of the way to become my friend. And so, again, the big idea 10 years from now is that you would love Jesus. Everybody say, love Jesus. Love Jesus. It wasn't everybody. Everybody say, love Jesus. Love and love the church. Love church. And I'm talking about the local church. The Bible calls the church Jesus's bride. Okay. There's no way you can tell me, Pastor Brandon, I love you, but gosh, Miss Octavia, she sucks. Like, there's no way. You, do you think I would be happy about that? You no. think I'd probably like punch you in the face? Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Depends. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. For, because there's kind of like this big kind of cool thing that says, man, I love Jesus, but I don't love going to church. I mean, I don't really like, you know, like pastors and like leaders and like small group leaders. I mean, I'm just really not into that. There's no difference, you guys. It's just like telling me you like me, but oh, I'm not really into your wife. That's what the heart of Jesus feels whenever we say things or whenever we kind of grow up or start making decisions to say, oh, I'll just kind of do it on my own. God's heart goes, oh, you don't like my bride? For real? Like, she's amazing. Like, she's everything. I mean, she what? She's, it's the same way. And so again, big wins 10 years from now is that you would, number one, shout it out at me. And then number two, love love the church, love the local church. And part of being the church, being together, being a part of family, is kind of making some friendships here. And I know that that can be awkward because honestly, some of us are just awkward. I mean, it's whatever, you know, but you know, the more that you become friends with people, the more you, you can be coached out of your awkwardness. And so really there's no losses here. It's just better even from a, even from a social standpoint to be able to learn how to communicate with people and how to be nice to people and how to love your friends and love people that you don't like. I mean, God forbid you would live out the gospel that says, even if they get on my nerves, I'm going to learn to love them. You see, it's very easy whenever we gather in a large setting for you to just kind of be like, oh, I don't like him, her. Them. Oh, matter of fact, I don't like anybody on that side. I mean, I like maybe like one person behind me and that's it. It's really, really easy. But whenever you're in a small group, and you're having to kind of talk to them a little bit having to kind of share little pieces of your story. It makes it pretty difficult to, to not love them because then you get to know them. And it's really hard to love somebody whenever you don't know them. It's much easier whenever I know a little bit of your story to love you a little bit better. You guys, the gospel, Christianity, the Bible comes down to one simple statement. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and to love your neighbor person sitting in this room love them as yourself it's hard to love them if you don't take steps to kind of get to know them and some of you are doing a phenomenal job at this some of you are coming week after week and you are here on wednesday nights and you're plugging into your small group and your cadres and you're going out of your way to make people feel welcome and special and boy i'm so indebted to you i'm so proud of you and you know who you are But the rest of us, I think we could do an even better job, better job than what we're doing. See, sometimes DSM coming to DSM can feel like showing up for an event, thinking that you're going to know someone and to your shock and awe, you know, no one. And some of you are so far removed from that feeling because it's been years, you know, since you first started coming. But I want you to go back to your very first time. Even some of you have been going to New Life for years, maybe coming out of Base 56 and then entering into DSM. And it's like almost overwhelming. Can you remember what that felt like? And can you make sure, help me, help our staff, help our team, make sure that that doesn't happen to anyone ever on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning? You guys, this is the gospel. This is loving others the way that we love ourselves. So we have groups and cliques and maybe even kind of judgmental notions about each other. Many times church can feel super awkward and we're want, we want to fight against that. Every week I'm so blessed and all of our DLA as well and our staff and we get to talk to students who have come for the first time and sometimes the stories are really great. Man, I showed up. Everybody made me feel welcome. I didn't know anybody, but, you know, two or three people just kind of talked to me. And sometimes the stories are horrible. Man, they were mean. They were cold. They were. I mean, I didn't even, nobody, I just kind of sat in the corner and nobody talked to me the entire night. That's painful. That's an embarrassment. (laughs) We're supposed to be Christ followers. We're supposed to do the things that Jesus would do. Amen? Amen. Don't get too quiet on me this morning. No, this is tough for some of you because, gosh, this is how you've been kind of behaving the last weeks or months. But you know what? Through God's grace, everything can change this morning once truth comes to you. So, again, Jesus' big prayer card, His big prayer request. How is it that we become one? It's, we become one by connecting with others. We're created for fellowship, not only with God, but also with each other. Part of becoming a disciple of Christ is laying aside our differences and connecting with people who aren't necessarily just like us. What if the disciples refused to be in Jesus' small group? Well, you know, what if Peter was like, I don't like James and John too much, Jesus? I'm not going to be in your cadre. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not into the whole small group idea. I'd just rather come and sit in the back. What if the disciples would have said, no, Jesus, I don't really do the small group thing. Uh, find somebody else. The thing is, they would have missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime. And it's not as epic. I'm not saying that, you know, the journey that we're going to go on, even in our cadres over the next spring semester, is going to be as epic maybe as some of the things that Jesus did. But gosh, we're going to try to make it really, really close. We are going to pray for one another. We're going to believe God to see supernatural healings. We're going to be doing activities together and challenges and trips and all those different things. But gosh, we want to have some fun along the way. And we want to make much of Jesus in our small groups as a family. In the early church, that's found in the book of Acts. And if you have your Bibles, you can go there. I'm going to Acts chapter 2. There are several times we see that the church was so much more than just worshiping together. It was about fellowshipping and hanging out and doing life and praying and talking through life's hardships and problems and encouraging one another. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Acts 2 42 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So, uh, To fellowship, to sharing in meals, the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. The idea is that they didn't do stuff all by themselves. And they they didn't just kind of worship together. They hung out together. They talked a little bit. And so that's the idea of small groups and DSM as a whole. The big win, again, 10 years from now. You love Jesus. Love the church. The how. How we're going to do this. Well, in the early church, it was kind of easy, like, everybody kind of lived close together, so they would go house to house, you know, like, every night of the week, and they would have dinner at somebody's house and pray at somebody else's house. Well, that's a little bit hard, because we're spread out, like, all over the city. How many of you live within a 10-mile drive of New Life Church? Okay. How many of you live, um, and it takes at least 20 minutes for you to get to New Life Church? Anybody drive about 30 minutes to get to New Life Church? You or your, your families, obviously. So there's one, two, three, four. All right, so 30 or so minute drive to church. So you see, like, we're all just kind of spread out. And so we're trying to make it easy, okay? We're trying to just kind of stack the deck and make it easy to where every Sunday morning, we all come to church, we're already here. And so that's when we're going to do our small groups groups the last part our cadres at the end of the service. So after worship and after teaching, we're going to break into our small groups or our cadres just kind of discuss different things. What, you know, asking questions about how do we actually live this thing out? Perhaps further explanation of what cadres Uh, looks like on Sunday mornings is how many of you have never been to in in a cadre up to this point on Wednesday nights like raise your hand it's a good amount of you never on a Wednesday night right okay good so the rest of you were so I'm speaking to a minority this morning and just kind of I wanted to catch everyone up to speed so that you would kind of know what's going on what will be taking place on Sunday mornings from here on out or from two Sundays from now on out for DSM junior high. Um, Today, we're going to be doing some sign-ups for our cadre groups, and the official launch, again, will be Sunday, January the 27th. And again, the reason why we're doing this is, gosh, we're trying to answer Jesus's prayer of becoming one. I think if we were really, really honest, some of us would raise our hands and even answer the question, who kind of even whenever you show up on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights, feels a little bit lonely, feels a little bit maybe out of place. I mean, you're still coming because you love God, but it's not exactly home for you yet. I think we'd be surprised at the amount of hands that would go up and say, yeah, it feels a little awkward, it feels a little uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know anybody or I know one person and God help me whenever they don't show up. And, you know, maybe they're sick at home, then it's just me. And then it's like... Do I ask my parents to come pick me up? I mean, what what do I do? And so we're trying to eliminate, we're trying to eliminate that feeling. We're trying to eliminate the possibility of that happening by creating these friendships. It's impossible for our staff individually to know every single one of you, gosh, I try really, really hard, but it's so much easier. Gosh, whenever our leaders and our cadre leaders and our DLA and our parent volunteers can say, yeah, I know those 10 and I love them, and I know whenever they're not here, all of these different things. And so also in creating this sense of, gosh, one unit on Wednesday nights, starting this Wednesday night, we're going to have an entire section, about 150 chairs or so, big section right up front in the tent. Most of you know who come on Wednesday nights, who were here this past Wednesday. We had a parent meeting last Sunday morning, just kind of telling your parents, we're going to be together as one gigantic DSM family on Wednesday nights. And for some of you, it's overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, just with the 100, uh, over 100 people that are here on Sunday mornings, it feels big. What is 350 going to feel like? Um, hey, we're trying to eliminate that. We're trying to, if you'll work with us, if you'll just kind of give us a chance for the next couple months, we promise you're not going to get lost or left behind in the shuffle. But on Wednesday nights, we want to try to sit together all of our cadre leaders which is our DLA small group leaders. and I'll call them up here in just a second. All of them are going to be looking for you guys. We're all going to sit together on Wednesday nights for worship and the teaching, uh, the preaching time and the prayer time, all of that. But we want you guys to stay connected because we love you guys. We so believe in you. And we want to see Jesus just come alive even more so in your heart. So at the end of today's service, and again, many of you have been a part of Cadres on Wednesday nights. We're going to give you an opportunity, if you have not, to do some sign-ups. And so, in the back, there's posters. All of the girl cadres or small groups are, on, the, are in, on this side. And then, all of the guy cadre, small group, there's posters. You can sign your name. You can sign up with your friends. doesn't matter. But even if you don't know anybody in the cadre, I promise you, you're going to walk away with at least one friend by the end of the semester if you do this thing right, if you just be Jesus with skin on, I promise you, you'll leave with a couple friends by the end of this semester. We have some exciting things planned. Aubrey, all of you guys know Aubrey. Y'all give it up for Aubrey Manton. And also, where is Belicia? Is Belicia, she's working? Okay, everybody get up for Belicia. You may not know her, some of you, but some of you do. Aubrey and Belicia and myself are working really hard. We have a couple different things that we're planning for you guys in the way of trip um, by the end of this semester. And so it will be really great if you are in your cadres on Sunday mornings. You're connecting. We're going to have cadre competitions on Sunday mornings. How many of you love competing? Come on. Come on. How many of you love to win? Come on. Come on, somebody. All right, we're going to have some cadre competitions. So you may want to keep that in mind as you're picking your cadres. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) They're really athletic. I want them in my cadre. No. Um, So there's going to be just different competitions as well. And so we really want you guys to engage. Again, this is our way. This is our discipleship method, our primary discipleship, the way in which we're going to create followers and make followers of Jesus for DSM for junior high. It's going to be on Sunday morning, seventh, eighth, ninth graders. Um, so you'll have an opportunity to do that in just a second. Before we go, I want to show you a, um, a media clip. But before we do that, I want all of my cadre leaders just to kind of, why don't you all just run up here real quick? All of DLA who's leading a small group in some capacity. Y'all give them a hand as they come. Come really quickly, real, real quick. Come on. Okay, so okay, and so that was like a cute little clap. That was like if you didn't know them and they did nothing every week to serve you. Um, so but 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 hold on, hold on. Let me tell you why because it's even on Sunday mornings, this team is working so incredibly hard. Um, dare I say, probably by the start of the first um uh, the first cadre series, we're going to totally transform this room and it's going to be tons and tons of work. Those of you who were part of cadres. This past semester, they did a phenomenal job of transforming the student chapel every single week. And you guys have no idea the hours that it takes in some of the projects that they did for you guys last semester. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get stronger this semester. And so with that in mind, we'll be starting a new Cadre series in two Sunday mornings. And we're going to transform this place as best as we can, this massive room. But they are working hard. Work is already underway. So in light of that, now I want you to give them a proper hand. We love these guys. We love these guys so much. And those of, you, those, of you who, those of you who stood up, more than likely you have been a part of their cadres and they've prayed for you or touched you in some way. Those of you who are seated, I promise you'll want to stand up by the end of the semester because they're just that awesome. And they put so much effort into serving you guys. So before they take their seats or as they're taking their seats, I want you guys to look up at this brief clip. And then we're going to um, give you an opportunity to respond by way of signing up for cadres if you're not already in a cadre. So to be clear, and don't worry, I'm not like breaking up happy families, if you're already in a cadre, you're already in a group, just rest assured your name should already be on that list and you won't have to be torn away from your amazing cadre leader. And I saw some of you smile on that. So without further ado, I want you guys to take a look at this clip as DLA takes a seat. Here's the big idea that you would, and we're going to take some, take some time this morning. We have about five or six minutes before the adult service officially gets out. And this is, again, if you're not already in a cadre, if you just need to double check, you can always look um, on the actual posters. But we're going to take a few minutes to actually do this. The other big announcement also is Frontline. Frontline will be resuming this semester. We took last semester off, and so just in case you don't know what that is, this is our student leadership group. This is where we just come together weekly. It'll be on Tuesdays uh, Tuesdays from 4 to 6. Myself and Aubrey are going to be leading that, and so we want you, those of you who just kind of feel like, man, you just want to go a little bit deeper in your relationship with God, and you want to be one of our student leaders here in DSM, you have the opportunity to do that. We have frontline applications. Aubrey has those. They are, they're actually at the booth outside of this building. Is that right? So, with the DSM, the big lit up DSM booth, you want to take frontline applications and make sure and turn them in on time. They're doing about two weeks. Some of you are turning them in this morning. We're gonna have an amazing time with frontline. Again, this is for students who feel a call to leadership on your live, 7th, 8th, ninth graders. And uh, we'll also be going on a really, really cool trip by the end of the semester too. So you want to be a part of Frontline. You can get all the information talking to Aubrey after service and also grabbing uh, the applications for it uh, at the conclusion of today. Without further ado, everybody stand to your feet. Bow your heads with me. Father, I just thank you so much that as a DSM family, Lord, we are determined to become one, to be connected, to mature into the disciples that you have called us to be. I pray in Jesus' name that amazing moments will take place on Sunday mornings as we break into our cadre groups and small groups. Father, I pray that lifelong friendships will be made, Lord. I thank you for the amazing leaders who are going to be helping me and our staff in leading these groups. I bless every single student this morning in the name of Jesus